Hello and good evening, and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes, and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate your presence. Um, and thank you for listening to my podcast. I know you've been plenty listening of late, and I'm really, really uh, grateful to you. Something I wanted to talk to you to about today. Um, the Mohenjo-daro uh, civilization and whether there was something more behind it, more ancient artifacts, um, um, civilizations on, on the Indian subcontinent. Um, we talk about politics, but we talk about revival of our Vedic knowledge, our Vedic civilization, and rising above these religions, the regimes, and, and healing from the refugee crisis that they have created. Um, that all comes from knowledge um, and knowledge heals knowledge calms our, na- our, our nerves knowledge heals the anxiety uh, heals the trauma and gives us a chance to reconcile with our past um, i have also spoken about knowledge the symbol of knowledge um, ganesh chaturthi uh, um, or as we say, Ganpati Baba, the symbol of Ganpati. Okay, the symbolism behind her, behind the story, the legend of Ganpati, is uh, the deity uh, who overcomes obstacles. So we consider Ganesh, Lord Ganesh, as the symbolism of of the knowledge which gives us the ability to take away obstacles from our path. But how do we take away obstacles from our path? Through knowledge, my friend. Knowledge connects the dots, connects the packets of data that form our DNA, and and the cycles and the cycles and the cycles of DNA uh, that make us up who we are. And so through knowledge, we understand um, the connection, uh, we understand the trials and tribulations, the currents that form our waves and we can heal we can project forward and and we can overcome and be better and that's why the symbol of ganpati is so so important to all of us um the festival is is absolutely immaculate and needs to be carried on for as long as possible the symbolism of that concept of knowledge and true knowledge we can take away the obstacles in our past and i was on facebook and um here and behold on this on this Facebook page called Wildlife at Risk uh, International Africa. So it's called WAR, W-A-R, um, in bracket, Wildlife at Risk International Africa. Um, and when one of their pictures, it says, a human brain has 90 billion neurons. An elephant brain has about 300 billion billion neurons we can only be in awe of these magnificent things so why do you think the elephant was used the head of the elephant or was the 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 symbol of the elephant was used as as that person 
as that symbol uh, to remove obstacles, as a deity to remove obstacles, because an elephant has got a very long memory, my dear friend, three times that of the human species. And if you have knowledge, you also have the ability to understand the plus and the minus, the currents that form the waves, and ability to heal, ability to flow, ability to be free-flowing, metaphysical energy, um, and to heal from the wounds of the past and, and, and learn and not recreate the past, but uh, Im change the future. And that's why the elephant is the symbolism behind the sim behind Ganesh Chaturthi, by behind Lord Ganesha. We need to re recognize this um, and we need to go forward. Um, so on this website that I go to very often, I hope that you would um, go on to it, Luna Ecstasy, that's L-U-A-N, sorry, L-U-N-A-R-E-C-S-T-A-C-Y, Luna Ecstasy is the name of the site, and on that site is uh, a page um, called Interpretation of the Sculpture of the Lion Over the Elephant, Sun Temple at Konak in Odisha. Uh, it's a beautiful uh, site, and if you ever get a chance to go on to it, uh, do go do go there. It's uh, led by a PhD in, uh, um, in tourism. And the the Ganesh uh, and the, sorry the uh, the picture on uh, the page is the uh, sculpture of the lion over the elephant. So I'm just going to read you a little bit of it. Um, every time the site says, "I pay a visit to the Sun Temple at Konak," I find something new, where every piece of rock speaks of a, of its own. Uh, past glory. The two sculptures found in front of the Natya Man Mandira, the dancing hall, where you will see a model of lion on an elephant which has secured a man on its trunk. It, I looked for its possible interpretations. One source of interpretation speaks something like this. The elephant con connotes abundance and lion means pride in addition to control. Assuming that if man doesn't have a command over his pride and abundance, then he gets squashed under its massive weight. So while getting to the Konak temple, a person should leave behind his pride, influence and abundance in order to be the receiver of divine bliss and peace. Another source of interpretation is an elephant is always considered a sacred sim sim symbol in Buddhism. Mother of the Lord Buddha has dreamt of an elephant coming out of a wound just in the penultimate night of giving birth of Lord Buddha. A lion is considered equally sacred in Hinduism. Um, the vehicle of the goddess Durga, Eastern Ganga dynasty rulers were followers of Hinduism. And to portray the dominance of Hinduism over Buddhism, this, the said sculpture has been made so. Um, he says, anyway, the image of the said sculpture is this submitted here for discussion. So uh, go on to the page, and if you get a chance to go to the Konak Temple in Odisha, you're most welcome to take a look at it. It's a beautiful sculpture. Um, and yes... The elephant is such an important symbol for uh, the Indian subcontinent. Research it, my friend, um, and you will understand the significance of it, the significance of Lord Ganesh, and uh, hopefully it'll heal all of us.
So coming back to our main topic, the Prachi Valley, more ancient than the Harappa Mohenjo-Daro civilization. Again, I'm taking it from Lunar Ecstasy, okay? So if you get a chance to go onto the site, please do go onto it. It's a beautiful site. Uh, and it gives you so much of information about our ancestors, the Indian, the Vedic civilization. So the Prachi Valley is more ancient than the Harappa Mohenjo-Daro civilization. Uh, the Prachi Valley, the Prachi is a small river with an area of expanse about 600 square kilometers and length of 60 kilometers, which is part of the Mahandi Triangle on the eastern coast of India. It has originated from the river Kuakai and travels around 60 kilometers before becoming invisible near Kutanjagana uh, at Kaktapur. Although many call it an extinct extinct river, its role as a river valley of great importance in the cultural and historical context of Odisha cannot be denied. Parts of present Puri, Korda, Katak, Jagatsingpur districts are comprised of the Prachi Valley, Prachi Valley area. At one point in the past, the river was well navigable, even till the 1940s, which is now only visible during the monsoon season. The current state of the Prachi River can be blamed for the reckless construction of number of unplanned structures in its riverbed, blockage of inlets, reckless landslides, invisible blockades of riverbeds, and frequent exchange of the direction of the river. There may be different other reasons too. Um, the Archaeological Survey of India, however, has unearthed stone and bone tools from a mound along the Bharati Huda near Jalapur village in Katak district of Odisha. The above site is on the Prachi Valley. Catolithic bones and animal fossils found during the excavation of the Bharati Huda near Jalalpur have caused a great deal of excitement among archaeologists. Uh, in addition to bone weapons, black and red clay pots, stone axe, fossils or deer horns, Fish sharks and turtles were discovered at the excavation site. People were fishing with bones and ceramic, uh, ceramic equipment. Such discoveries indicate that a rural population may have grown in the area of 4,000 to 5,000 years ago. Subsequent discoveries, however, show that the development of the rural culture has been ongoing since prehistoric times. A discovery of ancient artifacts indicate that a rural settlement may have grown here at that time. Inhabitants of this village may have had cultural and commercial ties with the other settlements in the Prachi Valley, which gradually developed around the Prachi River Valley and which gradually disappeared. The civilization of the Prachi Valley has contributed greatly to the integration, self-realization and expansion of the various religions and cultures in the part of earth. The rewarding, the rewriting of history has become a challenge to the present so that the Prachi Mahatma can find its rightful place. The discovered ancient artifacts can provide a rich understanding of social life and environmental conditions of ancient civilization at that time, believed to be and uh, have existed in the area of 5,000 years ago. 
It is believed that huge rock pieces needed for the sun, the Konak Sun Temple was shipped by the tremendous boats to the Prachi River. Traditionally, there were widespread trade in the valley at one time. The, the valley area, which at that time spread over an area of 3,600 kilometers and was ruled by many dynasties in the ancient Kalinga. Famous among them are the Chedi, Bumakar, Somavashi, Suryavanshi, and Gangabanshi. In the ever-changing uh, landscape of time, Prachi Valley seems to have carved out a special place in the terms of culture, art, and architecture. In Uttarkhand of the Padma Purana, Prachi Mahatma was emphasized. Descriptions of Prachi can also be found in various mythological literature such as Markendya, Purana, Kapil Samhita, Surya Samhita, Shamba Purana, Brahma Purana, Sakanda Purana, and so on. The Khandigri-based Hatigumpar Hati inscription specifically mentions the Prachi River. The Prachi context is also mentioned in Odisha Mahabharata, written by the poem Balaram Das of the 14th century. The Prachi Valley is nothing less than an open-air museum. The priceless architecture of the Prachi Valley has survived from pre-Christian times to the modern era. It seems like a natural museum for our unique history. It provides an unique opportunity to dwell up uh, a good understanding of gradual evolution, study, and exploration of the Kalinga Temple. Architecture and sculpture of which Odisha is famous today. The study and exploration of the Prachi Valley is an important uh, challenge of our time to understand the depth of our own history. Um, the Prachi Valley once held, held a glorious civilization who, has, who many archaeological remains are still waiting to be discovered. It bears witness to a mix of historical monuments of various religions including Jain, Buddhist, Shakti, Shaiva, Vaishnava regions. It's clear that the religious tolerance prevailed among that people of the time. In the Prachi Valley, the most revered temples of Durga, Parvati, Chamunda, Barahi, Mangala, etc. are found. The Angeshwar Temple in Pitapada, the Mangala in Kaktapu, and the Buddha. Buddhant temple in Garedi Pancham have always attracted the attention of the devotees. Mangala in Kaktapur is the most popular goddess of the ancient river valley. The ancient valley is also known for its many worshipped and well-preserved temples such as the Barahi temple in Churasi, the Madhav temple in Niali, and the Durga temple in Motia. Kurum of Prachi Valley near Konak was a famous Buddhist site. The ancient temples of the Prachi Valley uh, include Nilkanteshwar Temple, Swapneveshwar Temple, Barahi Temple, which was built during the reign of the Bhumaka dynasty. In the second phase, the temples of the Shideshwar, Rameshwar, so Sovaneshwar were built during the Somavanshi rule. In the final phase, temples in the Ganga era are Madhvadanda, Bayalisabati, Bishnupur temples are as presented. The design was developed from Trirat to Saptarat. The square temples have developed into high-rise 
curvilinear Reka temples. The livelihood of people. The excavation shown that people have had a subsidence economy and were dependent on the natural resources available for their basic needs through agriculture, domestication of cattle, fisheries and hunting. Patterns of turtle shells, dolphins and shark teeth in fish bones indicate that the settlements were close to the coastal area. The fossil of rice among moon beings indicate that they were skilled in architecture. Uh, archaeologists and archaeological survey of India have come up with a number of circular tunnels, uh, mainly to look like modern-day bunkers that were probably used by people to take shelter during storms. The east coast of India was also unsafe at the time of the devastating cyclones during those days. Clay and stone tools and weapons, clay pots, animals and bird bones, etc. are believed to be of the Copper Age. Conclusion. Future research is expected to shed light on whether the Prachi civilization has any cultural connection uh, with other contemporary civilizations and how the one once established civilization around this ancient land was declined. Countless monuments of various religious communities have survived the onslaught of nature over centuries. Having a glance of, of all the said evidence, we can come to the conclusion that we can live in a place where this great civilization was once the peak of prosperity. So my dear friends, uh, this is the Prachi Valley, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I ask you, if possible, to research it as much as possible um, because there is so much to see in this place, uh, so much to learn. And little by little by little by little, if we can go back into our past, research, uh, understand, um, understand, um, and empower ourselves with the knowledge of our ancestors, we will be able to heal, more importantly, we will be able to reconcile with ourselves, with our ancestors, with our past, with our, with our civilization, and we can go on from there. And it'll be a great civilization for our ancestors, for our descendants. Uh, we need, we owe them that, we owe them the, the dignity of a better life, and taking our responsibility to make sure that they have equal opportunity. For them, for us to do that, we need to hear, we need to listen and, and, and empower ourselves with knowledge and transfer the knowledge as much as possible uh, to the, our descendants. Um, I'm going to continue on this uh, podcast with what I started, Ganesh. Okay. Um, a little, uh, a small other uh, write-up about Ganesh um, on the same Lunar Sectasy site. Absolutely great, my friends. Please do visit the site. It is great, fantastic, um, and really you, you, you need to see it and you need to learn about it because it's, it really does a great work. And kudos to all the staff at this place because I'm sure they do a lot of work over here. Uh, we're going to talk about the very unique dancing Ganesh idols of Odisha. Whenever we take a gander at the, uh, at the mythology of folklore, 
which has been conveyed forward generation after generation in Bharatvarsh. There are various portrayals of different divine beings and goddesses indulged in dance and playing musical instruments. Lord Krishna is depicted from as a prominent performer who charms the entire world by playing his flute. Lord Vishnu is holding a conch. Goddess Saraswati is the goddess of knowledge and learning, who is seen holding a veena, an integral part of her iconography. God Narada plays the veena, and there's intriguing episodes uh, connected with this mel melodic adequacy. However, keeping aside music instruments we, when we center around dance, we find the most part of Shaiva gods truly do have the incomparability. It is said that when the mass extinction draws near, God Shiva gets indulged in the Tandva Nritya, a source of feroc ferocious dance the God Shiva is known for. Shiva plays the instrument called Damru while dancing. Like God Shiva, his partner goddess Parvati is likewise competent in dancing and her dance is called Lasya. Besides the dance of Shiva, Lord Ganesha is the most chosen deity to be depicted in his dancing pose on the iconographical text, sculptural portrayals and paintings. Yet dancing Ganesha figures are less numerous in comparison to Lord Shiva, the greatest exponent of the Gandhvara Veda. Lord Ganesh is also Natta Ganesh, which is a familiar fashion as his father, Lord Shiva, as Nataraj. Uh, the portrayal of Natta uh, Ganesh as a presiding deity is survived unharmed in hardly any free temple. Um, one, is situated, one is situated inside the Jagannath Temple compound Puri and another is in the areas of a Lingaraj temple complex in Bhubaneswar, which is in a seriously harmed state. The iconographical text endorsed the dancing Ganesh idols ought to have eight hands among seven ought to hold Danta, Anuksha, Kutara, Modaksha, Pasa, Angulya, Valya and Valya and the excess one is to stay free to show different postures of dance. The left leg is a twist marginally, rest, marginally resting on the Padma Pitta or the Lotus Pedestal and the right leg has been somewhat bowed and brought up in the air. In any case, all the Nataganesh pictures don't have entirely the same attributes as portrayed in the Shilpa text. It has additionally been observed that four-armed Nataganesh idols in a few different spots of India, not yet in Odisha. From the 7th century AD onwards, Lord Ganesha interestingly showed up in the Odishan temple. Uh, sculptures of Lord Ganesha is found in temple walls of Odisha, fall into three classifications. Ashina, situated, Stanaka, standing, and Nritya, dancing. The Sina Ganesha is found in Odisha from the 7th century to the 8th century AD, and standing Ganesha is very uncommon. Here, um, sorry, um, I was about to say there are a couple of Ganeshas over here um, posted on, on the website. One is a very beautiful dancing Astabuja eight hands Ganesh, though some of the limbs are broken. It's been worshipped in the southern niche of the Ganteshwar temple. Uh, you also have the Atabuja Ganesh, seen at the Kichakavari temple, Kiching, Odisha. It's viewed as the jewel of K 
kitchen craftsmanship was magnificent tastefulness. Um, and then you have um, the Gopali Mutt uh, near Samleshwar Temple and the dancing Ganesh in the Hoya Shaleshwar Temple, Halibiru Karnataka. We've seen that one, we've talked about that one, absolutely gorgeous. Um, so you see the different dancing Ganesha's, uh, sculptures, idols, it is beautiful, my friend, absolutely gorgeous, uh, tongue twisting, but, you know, I mean, if you come from a region where Ganesh is venerated and the symbol of Ganesh is very prominent in all our lives, um, this is a site for you, uh, a lot of research can be done, I have a lovely one in my house and I don't care uh, of, of what people say and I do not care if um, I come, you know, people say, well, it's 10 days and then you have to, and you have to tell, and you have to put him in the sea. My Ganesh stays with me the whole year round, 370 days on 365 days a year, okay? Every single day my Ganesh stays with me. It's a symbol for me for knowledge. It's a symbol for me to empower myself with knowledge of the ancestors of our currents that form our waves and to heal, to reconcile, uh, and, and, and be better, uh, heal from the trauma of the past, the learn from the junctions of the past, make every single junction into an intellectual laboratory, offload the labels, understand the, the, the currents below the labels, that we're free-flowing metaphysical energy and remove the obstacles from our way, clean the ocean, clean our mind and heal, reconcile, heal and be better. And that is a symbol of Ganesh. He is absolutely important to me. So you'll hear me talking about him all the time. Um, I am so grateful to have been given this symbol uh, in, 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 for my ancient history. Uh, whoever, um, you know, whoever gave this to us, may his soul rest in peace because this symbol is one of the most important symbols and the deities in my life and, and, it symbolizes everything that is um, that I need to have every single day to heal and to be better, uh, to be powerful, to empower myself. And I hope that it's the same way for you. So, Lord Ganesha, the dancing Ganesha idols of Odisha, you can go on to lunarecstasy.com. Uh, I will post this on my Facebook page um, and, and do take a look at it. My dear friends, this is very, very, very important. Uh, I've posted a picture from Wildlife Risk International Africa. Very beautiful image. You will see it on my Facebook page, Religions, Regimes and Refugees. And there is nothing better in life than this. Uh, again, thank you to this lovely to the lovely people at Luna Ecstasy. Uh, great website and please keep posting. And my friends, uh, whoever's listening to my podcast, please do uh, you know, click on their website and, and do take a look at it. And I also want to say a big hello to my friends at uh, breedinghistory.com. You will find their site on, on YouTube and on Facebook. It's Breeding History, great site, great history lessons, uh, a lot of different points, uh, interviews, and, and you need to uh, 
If you have time, obviously, to click on it, subscribe to it, share the podcast, uh, share the YouTube channels. Um, and yes, absolutely, uh, don't hesitate to share it with your friends, research, take notes, have the discussion with five friends, ask them to have it with any five friends each, ask those five people to take uh, to share it with five more friends, discuss, 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 empower yourself with knowledge. We will stop the violence in our homes and we will stop the violence in our streets. Once we stop the violence in our streets, we will stop the violence at our borders. So on that note, my dear friends, I wish you a lot of peace. I wish you a lot of healing, reconcil- reconciliation, and and um yes absolutely uh till we meet again cheers and stay safe